Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and I'm so glad that you're with me again for another episode. Today, I'm talking about accountability partners, and it's a really cool concept that I realize might be new for some people. And so I wanted to give a bit of background on what it is and how this can work for you. And then I have some special guests with me today that I'm really excited to introduce you to and share a little bit about how becoming accountability partners has made such a difference in their life. So as you all know by now, what I am really passionate about is teaching other people how to create habits, healthy habits for daily lifestyle. And the the fact of the matter is that it can be hard. Working on these personal goals, especially if you're by yourself, can be really hard. It's It's hard to stick to a plan that you might have identified for yourself. And it's hard to day in and day out, really give yourself the motivation to keep going when you may be doing things that are different from how you used to. And some people are very um, internally motivated and, and they can be successful. And for other people, it's a struggle. And so there's this thing called an accountability partner, which is actually has, it's actually used in a lot of different contexts. I had never heard of it. Um, If I'm going back about seven or eight years ago, when I first started to really work on my own health and fitness, I'd never heard of that partner, uh, heard of that, that term. And a friend of mine, you all know my story that a friend of mine had started a new program and she wrote something about it on Facebook. And I was scrolling around one day and I happened to see it and it just caught my attention. And she was talking about this new program she was doing and inviting people to join her to do it with her. And I just reached out to her and I just said, sign me up. This was a childhood friend of mine, one of my best friends growing up. And I I just trusted her. And I just said, if it's good for you, it's good for me. Sign me up. And so I didn't realize that in doing that, I was signing up for someone to become an accountability partner for me. And things just sort of unfolded over time. She, she and I um, would talk a lot. We would text. We got together. Of course, this was many years pre-COVID. And I was really struggling. My kids were young. I was really struggling to do the daily activities I needed to do to take better care of my health. And one of the things I wanted to really improve was my exercise habits, which were non-existent. I would see these other women posting workout selfies and I would just look at them and say, what the heck? How do they have time to do this? I really couldn't imagine fitting one more thing into my day. And so my friend and I met for sushi and we sat down and we wrote out my whole day and we looked at the whole thing. We said, all right, 
if it's got to happen, when is that going to be? And truthfully, none of the times are ideal. I was not a morning person. By the time I got back from home from work, I was tired. And by the end of the day, after my kids went to bed, forget it. I was even more tired. Nothing was appealing. And we came to the conclusion that the least terrible option was to get it done in the morning, which was going to involve waking up 45 minutes early and just getting used to that and getting this workout in before my kids woke up. And so we made a deal that I was going to text her every morning and say workout done. And she was going to wake up and she was going to look for that text and expect it from me. And it was that one thing, that one agreement um, that we made that really was the catalyst to me creating this new habit. I'm going to reiterate, it was not easy in the beginning. And I would lie in bed and the alarm would go off. I knew I was supposed to get up. I was tired. It was early. I didn't want to, but I just thought of my friend and I thought of this text and I said, I'm going to have to tell her, I'm going to have to text her and tell her I blew it off. And I really didn't want to do that. So I would get myself up and get out of bed, go do that workout. And the whole time it was hard. I wasn't used to this. And I would just think about that text that I wanted to send her to say workout done. And it was that that motivated me to do this day in and day out and and just start to create this new habit. And I swear it was probably the program I was doing was a 21 day program. And I think it, it really only took two weeks, but maybe those full three weeks for this to become a new habit or the, the formation of a new habit. And after that, I didn't need to text her anymore. My body was used to waking up earlier. My mind was used to doing this. And I just was able to say to her, I got it. You know, I'm good now. I'm doing this on my own. I don't need that. But that accountability was so big to me in the beginning when this was really hard and just knowing someone was rooting for me. Someone was, someone knew what my plan was and someone had an expectation of me. And that's what really made the difference. And here I am, it's, you know, seven, eight years later, and I still have this daily habit of exercising. Fortunately, I don't have to do it as early as I did back then because my life is different now. But that was the formation of a habit. And it was really my first experience with this idea of an accountability partner that is actually available. No matter what the goal is that you're working on, there are lots of people around you who could serve as an accountability partner. It could be a family member that you live with. It could be a family member that you don't live with. It could be a friend. It could be a coworker. It could be... Um, even someone that you don't even know that well on social media. And believe it or not, there are websites, and I always forget the name of this. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Um, but there is a website where if you know that you have a task that you need to do that you're going to be likely to avoid, you can sign up for a time block with an accountability buddy on this website. And then you you intentionally put that expectation in place that someone is waiting for you. Someone is going to be expecting you to come on and you'll sit there and you'll each do whatever it is that you need to do. But you don't want to let that person down. Um, you're going to disappoint them if you don't show up. So it gives you that extra nudge to to do what you set out to do. And so there's so many options available to you if you know that it might be hard on your own to get a habit or a task done, you can loop in someone else to serve as an accountability partner and set yourself up for better success. And that's it in a nutshell. A nutshell, that's how accountability partners work. So in the past year, you know, I've had the honor of working with so many clients, um, whether it's time management, whether it's working on health habits. I've met some really special, remarkable people. 
And I came across a dynamic duo, Angela and Mia, and I've been working with them for the past year. And they are such a good example of how accountability partners can work. And I asked them to come on the podcast today so that we could chat a little bit about how this dynamic has been working for them and share this example for you in the hopes that it might be helpful. And I am so appreciative of their willingness to do that. So right now I want to welcome Angela and Mia. Hello, ladies. Hello. 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 Thank you so much for being here. Um, I really, really, and truly appreciate it. You have such a unique story and I'm excited to share it with others. So let's start with a quick hello. Maybe Angela, do you want to go first? Can you just say a quick hello and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am Angela. I live um, in the Central Valley of California, but I work in San Francisco. Um, I do work with Mia and I will just want to stick in here real quick that I agree with everything you said, Carol, but Mia, you're not going anywhere. I'm going to keep you forever. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's where I'm going to differ just a bit because I don't want to let Mia go. (laughs) Don't let a good thing go. I would agree. No, no, (laughs) no. I would agree. So you don't actually live near each other, but you work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you've been virtual for the past couple of years, right? Yes, that's correct. We, yeah. we live about 75 miles apart. Yeah. And so, yes, we would see each other when pre-COVID. And now that we are under COVID, we see each other virtually through Zoom. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just curious, do, we, do you see each other every day on Zoom or just sporadically? Um, definitely once a week, a little bit more than once a week, but, uh, we always had a business one-on-one meeting once a week. And then we ended up expanding that to include some personal one-on-one. Oh my goodness. All right. I can't wait to hear about that. All right. Mia, can you say a quick hello for us? Yes. Hi. Um, so I, I actually live in San Francisco and Angela and I work together in San Francisco Um, I am 52. I have two kids uh, that are 18 and 21 who both live with me um, and I'm a single parent. So uh, as as a mom raising kids, I've, I've, you know, been through many different phases of health and wellness journey. Um, And so I've actually had, I would say, probably little bit more experienced than Angela in terms of like routines and structure in my life. I mean, when you're a parent, that's tends to come with the territory. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we have, we had different things that we're working on. Um, but I think of course, when we first started working together, there was sort of a very natural, um, connection between us and, you know, we enjoyed each other's company right from the beginning. And and I think we've been working together. Well, Angela will know the answer to this question. Four years. <laughs> yes. Put her fingers up. Yeah. Four years. Um, and yeah, so and and of almost two of those four years have been under COVID and working from home and not seeing each yeah. other in the isn't it, am- isn't it amazing? I mean, just to give a little a little shout out to this. It's just amazing how you really can deepen relationships. I mean, of course we prefer prefer to be in person, but you can still deepen relationships, even though we are, you know, seeing each other by zoom and text and social media and this and that you can still foster and deepen relationships, which is amazing. So I'm curious, how did this idea come about that you could be accountability partners and support each other on these new habits that you were working on? 
Well, it really started with your time management uh, class, Carol, and and I came to know you, Carol, from the style group that we're that we're in. Um, and so when I saw the time management, your offering of the time management class, I thought of Angela because I know that she, you know, struggles with that in certain ways. Um, I didn't necessarily felt like I struggled with time management. So I asked Angela, she wanted to participate, kind of thinking this was more for her and I was supporting her in taking the class. Um, and, you know, I think pretty quickly I found out that, yeah, I needed it, but for different reasons. We had, we had different um, struggles with mm-hmm. time management. And yeah. I'll let Angela kind of chime into what, what her. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. think, our, I think uh, what we found is that everyone who knows me knows that I struggle with the work-life balance. And so therefore I had a huge struggle with the Monday through Friday um, and only Saturday and Sunday if I was working. Um, and I didn't mention earlier, but I do not have any children and I do not have any responsibilities too much outside of work. So um, it was very easy for me to pour myself into the work and then to take on additional duties and, and not manage um, that workload. Um, so, yes, I think we found that I was perfectly fine with my time management on the weekends, but I had a struggle on the weekdays and that Mia, if I can say, she just wanted to relax on the weekends. She just wanted, uh, if I pronounce this correctly, a, a hooga, a hoogie. A hoagie? <laughs> Clapping up again. Go ahead, say it, say it, Mia. <laughs> no, she's not going to say it. She wanted a day of relaxation with no responsibilities to rejuvenate herself. Okay. And so she is always on the go and she is always accomplishing things. So um, that that was her focus. And, and that's it was like taking a class together. We were yeah. virtual study partners. And I, if I remember correctly, I think that there was a buddy offering. So it was like sign up with a buddy um, and maybe there was a discount. So it was kind of natural to pick another person and sign up together. And so I don't even remember this part when you were taking the time management class, what was going on behind the scenes to support each other? I'm going to, with the one-on-one business meetings, we had made a decision that during that 21 days for the time management course, that we would meet an additional hour to specifically talk about our time management. And we had ordered planners. And so we would compare our planners and compare um, our ideas, our struggles and our achievements. How fun is that, you know, you know, to be able to share that with someone else, just this is what I'm going through. And it was a big deal. I mean, taking a course like that, it's a commitment. You're really tackling something. You're taking a deep dive into it. And to be able to share it with someone um, and go through it together is always so much more fun than to do it alone. And so um, so it sounds like it just kind of naturally evolved. It was an extension of the meetings that you were already, that you were already having. And Mia had suggested the class. And so then you decided to carve out this time to, to talk time management. So what did that time look like? Um, Sorry, I do want to, I wanted to jump in and add one thing was that Angela was not on Facebook at all. Oh, right. this class and I asked her and I told I asked her to be in the class and told her she would have to join Facebook and she did I mean so this was very important because she was willing to 
break down that, you know, I mean, and, and I'm not speaking clearly here, but, you know, as, as I think there are many people I know in my age group that are, you know, either very involved on social media or not at all. And Angela was kind of one of those people who was not at all involved. And she was sort of afraid to get involved because she actually didn't think she had the time to get involved <laughs> and participate in social media. So um, anyway, I just wanted to add that in because, yes. you know, the, the joining Facebook um, was a critical part of the whole process and the participation. And I think that, you know, what I appreciate about being in the Facebook groups and in, in your time management group, for example, is, you know, the, the questions that you're asking us about, um, you know, or, or, you know, it's directive, but it's like, so here, try to do this thing this week or today. And then, you know, we were able to take those meetings and talk about it. And like, what was challenging about it? Were we successful? Were we not successful? Um, and so really it was like problem solving, um, of how we could help, you know, help each other and give each other ideas. And of course, when, you know, you're not, it, it's easier to give the advice to somebody else because it's not your emotional right, issue yeah. that you're dealing with. Um, and so that was kind of where we use, what we use the time for was, was really processing. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, and yes, it was, it was organic. Although I think Angela, you know, had asked us to be specific about meeting and talk and setting aside the time. Um, and so that was helpful to create that and commit to the, the time to talk about it. I'm so glad you pointed out both of those things. So one, that sometimes we get invited to take a step out of our comfort zone. <laughs> And it might feel really, really scary, or we might be reluctant for whatever reason. And you could, you know, it's a fork in the road. You could go one of two ways and you could say, nope, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing for whatever reasons I've had. Or maybe there's a little part of you that says, hmm, maybe there is a value. Someone is suggesting I do something different. Maybe there's a value there. And Angela, I really give you a lot of credit for being willing to listen to that little inkling and follow that that suggestion, um, because not everybody does, but look now on the other side, now a year later, look at the opportunity that for support that you made available to you because you were willing to go out of your comfort zone in that way. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No regrets. Now I'm not accepting any friends, of course, I'm only yep. doing these private groups, <laughs> which is no regrets. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's genius. I mean, I, I think there's a lot to be said for that using social media in a very intentional way. So you're not getting involved in any, any of the nonsense that's going on. You're very focused. These are the groups that support the goals you're working on. And so when you go in, that's all you see and you don't have to get distracted. And so I think that's a really smart approach. And, um, and I also want to just underscore what Mia said. I love that you took the initiative to said, okay, no, to say, um, let's use this time. Let's carve out this time. If we're going to do this, let's really make a plan and carve out the time so that we can really make it happen. Like we're not going to mess around here and just say, oh yeah, maybe we'll chat here and there. Let's have a structure and make that happen. And that also I think was an intuition that really guided you towards success. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So then how did it unfold from there? So now you have these meetings set up and you um, decided you were going to process some of the conversations that were going on in the group and some of the assignments. Um, and so anything else you want to add about what went on during those meetings? Well, 
as you said, it was organic. And um, in the time management, of course, you introduced the Miracle Morning. And so it also opened up all of these other aspects, all of these other avenues. And so that's when we started um, subscribing to many, many more apps on the phone, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and so it was th- through that that we started talking about the books we were reading or the journals that we were buying or what we journaled about. So we really incorporated the Miracle Morning into our discussions. And that just took us down a lot of different roads. And again, without this community, without the private Facebook groups, without um, book clubs and, and such, um, we'd probably be very bored with each other and probably would have ended by now. So we definitely need this additional community in order for mm. um, this accountability to work. And so, as I mentioned, I don't think we are a crutch at all to each other. I don't think it's codependency. I think that we are very active um, with different things and I'll have Mia kind of go through the list, but I think we're connected now through seven different apps so oh yes yes we we have an eating app a behavioral eating app we have our apple rings we have how much water we're drinking we have our affirmation app and i think we stop at the sleep app because that's (laughs) just a little bit too much and we'd like just a shred of privacy okay so explain how that works so you're you're connected on an app and explain what that's all about well um, we, you have to be dedicated and true to the, to logging your information on the application and whatever means that is. So if we actually, if it's a tracker, then we do have to track the food that we're eating. And so we can see the information that the other party is entering, um, with drinking water, you can actually log it independently, or you can, there's, we use the hydrate, uh, bottles and application, where as you're drinking water in the bottle, it's automatically registering on the application. What? You can see where the other person is and how much water they have consumed. That. You are kidding me. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> and I want to throw out there, Angela, that you actually gifted me a hydrate bottle before any of this started. And at the time, um, I was drinking water, but I wasn't really tracking it. And I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't intentional about what I was drinking. And I kind of was like, oh, that's cool. You know, thanks. Um, but then when, so it was almost like a premonition of what was to come in some ways, yeah. um, that, now this is sitting at my desk and I'm using it every day. And this is how we, you know, can see each other, uh, track each other with water consumption. So, and so what do you say or do when you see what each other is doing in the apps, what kind of communication happens around that? So then we might take, we would probably take that into texting to say, um, you know, like, oh, I, I see you're behind your water goal today. What's going on? Um, you know, and just to kind of nudge, you know, Mm -hmm. a little nudge, um, or in the, you know, the eating, the, the, what you call the emotional eating app, um, Angela, which is the eight AATE app, which is just taking pictures of your food. Um, and then you can record, you know, kind of how you were feeling before you ate, you know, how did you feel after you ate those kinds of things? Um, I mean, but the main thing with that is that you, you record if this is a food that you're considering to be on track or off track. Mm. And, and I, I struggle a little bit with the sort of black and white thinking that that 
encourages, but but I like the visual. I like the visual of just being able to see um, the pictures of the food. And one thing that Angela had complimented me early on was that my food looked pretty, looked beautiful. She she would always, and I mean, it's the kind of thing I wouldn't really notice about my own food. But when she said that, it made me think like, oh, well, that's that's interesting and maybe appreciate it a little bit more and feel like, I'm, you know, uh, encouraging her to also think about like, what does her food look like? Mm -hmm. Um, And so in there, there isn't the ability to chat. And sometimes we do go, you know, chat within the app or, or possibly take that on offline where if I, you know, one of us sees that the other one records something as off track, then maybe it's to kind of ask like, well, what's going on? What happened? Um, you know, and again, nothing, this is a judgment free zone here between us. Um, and it really is just about sort of asking questions, I think. And, and, you know, again, not to, not to put somebody on the spot, but just to like, well, what, you know, get them to be thinking about their own behavior. Um, and to, you know, maybe not be on such autopilot all the time and, and be more intentional. It occurs to me that there there has to be this amazing trust between the two of you, you know, because these are really personal pieces of information that you're sharing that one might not advertise to just anyone. And so in the background context of all this is a great deal of trust in each other, that this information is going to be received well and that any kind of feedback is going to come from a place of caring and trying to help and no judgment. And it doesn't even sound like you had to define those rules that because the relationship was already there, that it just kind of carried into that. But that I would imagine, of course, that that has to be present in order for this kind of accountability partnership to work. There has to be that trust. Absolutely. Yeah, there is. But it's interesting because as each app we would sign up for, I think at least for myself, I would have to ask myself, am I ready for this? Am I ready to share this? Right. Or am I not? Am I, you know, do I need to hold off, you know? And so, yes, even though that trust is already there in the friendship, there are still different levels where you have mm-hmm. to kind of ask yourself, um, are you ready to take this next step yes. and be vulnerable with someone else? Yeah, that's a really good point. And in fact, that's a conversation. We could have a whole nother podcast on that. You know, I, I think that's, human nature with any of our relationships that trust is like concentric circles. And, you know, you have some people where you go so far, but then you just know you wouldn't go further. And then other people, you know, you can go a little further. And so it's interesting that you just knew off the bat, you could go a certain depth and then you've been checking yourself. Can I go further and seeing how it feels and just going slowly and taking it at your own pace? Yeah. And I, I say that for other people out there that it doesn't just happen overnight. It's not like, oh, just call up your best friend and say, let's do this because it may actually not work with your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that's a really good point that you may need. You, there may be a period of trial and error that you might try mm-hmm. it with one person. And I think the two of you got lucky right off the bat that it works so beautifully. And you might try one and say, oh, yeah, that's not really working for me. And I and the idea is don't give up on the idea of the accountability partnerships maybe give up on the idea that that person will be the one for you and look for someone else that might work better. And I think you can possibly think about it. Like there could be different accountability partners for different 
Mm-hmm. things that you're working on, right? So, I mean, I kind of equate it to, you know, back when I was going to the gym and you would go to the same class and the same people were there and you knew, you know, they knew if you were missing, like, oh, where where were you? Why weren't you here? Or, you know, checking in with you if you didn't show up. Um, you know, I mean, you could, but I could have maybe potentially taken those further than just the exercise at that time. But um, so I think you could think about it that way. I mean, I do think Angela and I are very lucky and, you know, we, this has grown and into many different areas of our life. Um, you know, uh, just even like self-empowerment and, and, um, yeah, I mean, I like really beyond just, you know, healthy habits of drinking water and, and exercising. Um, and, you know, so I do feel like we we are lucky and I'm 52 and I've never had this before in yeah. this same way. So I don't think it is something you just, you know, make a decision today that you want this and you will be able to find it. But I think if you make a decision today that you want it, the opportunity potentially will show up, right? If it is something that you understand that you can desire and, and go for. I love that. Yeah. So I'm curious to ask both of you, um, maybe we've already covered this, but is there anything else you want to say about how do you think you've benefited from having an accountability partner? Angela, do you want to start with that one? Well, I just want to say that it is an honor to bear witness of someone else's life because that's what I feel like we're doing. We're holding a space for each other and we show up for one another just to say simply, I see you and I hear you, you know, as Mia said, judgment-free zone. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and I think both Angela and I are are actually pretty introverted personalities. Um, so I know that my, you know, my network is not huge in real life. Um, it is a small network. I think my online network is probably much larger than my in, in real life network. And um so I think there is the the, the witnessing um, and the trust, right? That that if you show up as your authentic self, and this other person um, is is seeing you and acknowledging you and supporting you, I want to give an example um, that Mia and I experienced, and I hope this is okay with you, Mia, but. Um, we have what I guess you can call the Sunday blues of having to, you know, go back to work on Monday. And I think there was an event coming up and, um, Mia texted me kind of asking, am I interested in going to an event? And I said, you know, I would love to go to this event, but I don't want to go on this particular weekend. I just can't take that much interaction right now because again, I, I'm an introverted as well. And um, so I knew for me, no, I know what my um, limits are in interacting with other people. And then it was very, very cute because I think a week later she texted, she goes, oh, I'm actually going. I just had the Sunday blues. I I just, it was just that day. Actually, I'm feeling great and I'm going to go. So it was, we're both introverted, but yet through our exchanges with one another, um, we explore that um, and we do a deep dive on that. Oh, that's so powerful. So, so I would say for, for like, for we don't follow a particular plan, obviously, but I would say no excuses. We, we basically are showing up to live our best life. Mm-hmm. And 
And you're you're taking on the honor of, of like you said, holding that space for someone else to do the mm-hmm. same, setting, creating mm-hmm. this platform, setting the stage stage so that you can facilitate someone else doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is there anything else you'd want to add about what it's like to be an account- accountability partner for someone else? Or do you think we've covered it? I would, I would say be in it together. You know, um, I think it's, I think it's more fun if you're in it together rather Mm -hmm. than um, holding a space just for someone else and not necessarily um, sharing like that. It's almost more like a coaching dynamic, right? This is more just be in it together and align your general goals. Yeah. My experience has been that when you let down your guard, not you personally, you know, when one lets, when you let down your guard and let someone see some of your areas of vulnerability, it really deepens the relationship and it can be hard to do that. But when you find yourself in either a relationship where both parties are doing that, or when the other person might be sharing vulnerabilities, but you are holding back, it's just not going to be as authentic. But when you both agree to share those vulnerabilities and honor them, it really takes the relationship to a very deep level. And I think that's what you both are experiencing. Yeah, I agree. I think that's kind of where I was trying to go with with the comment about the introversion and, and being introverted doesn't mean, you know, you're not willing to share necessarily. So that that isn't you know, that doesn't necessarily equate to those things, but I do think it's, yeah, it's the vulnerability. It's the showing up. It's, um, I just know for myself, you know, one of my struggle areas is, you know, not asking for help and being isolating myself and really like this kind of like, I can do it. I can do it by myself. I don't need any help. Um, and so kind of to overcome that thinking, uh, has been challenging, but having this relationship with Angela has really helped me to start to break down those walls and those barriers and, um, and, and right. And see that when I come forward, then she comes forward and then I can come forward and, you know, vice versa. And we just keep, you know, and it's safe. It's a very safe and it's been obviously time tested now at this point that like, this is a safe relationship for us to both do that. And, um, you know, and right. It just deepens the the friendship and the relationship yeah. as the time goes on. And taking it a step further, you, in the process of doing this for each other, you're showing each other that it is possible to be safe, to feel safe with someone else. So if the two of you see, okay, we can do this with each other. Maybe it is safe and comfortable to learn how to do this with other people as well. So you're kind of helping one another strengthen that muscle to feel ready to do it with someone else, which is also a tremendous gift that you give each other. Exactly. Absolutely. So I can imagine, you know, like along this theme, you know, the question I was going to ask was, do you have any advice for someone who maybe is thinking, you know, I'm struggling trying to hit these goals on my own. Maybe it would be helpful to have some kind of accountability partner, but I'm, I'm still kind of reluctant. Do I really want to let someone in and do I want to invest in that? So can you speak to someone who might have that reluctance or any advice you'd want to give about that? I would say start small. I mean, if, if, if you are, I would just say start small. You don't mm-hmm. have to have the eight apps. <laughs> and I have, you can have just one. Yeah. You can grow from there. 
And I think one thing we realized is that um, as we're in these groups together, right, we see other people commenting and their comments might resonate with us or, or, you know, which we end up sort of processing together. But I think that's something you can look for, right, is is in these groups, if you um, see people commenting, and, and they tend to be, I'm talking about the smaller groups, like, you know, the Your Healthy Habits or the Reset group, um, you know, that's something you can kind of look for is like, oh, maybe that person would be willing. Mm. And I, I think it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, I mean, if somebody um, and, and maybe do think through like, well, what are my expectations? Is it just that, you know, I want to be able to text somebody and say, I did my workout today, or we share on Apple watch and we just are trying to encourage each other to close our rings for the day, you know, and that's kind of where starting small comes mm-hmm. in, right? Just to maybe pick one thing and see, see how it goes. Um, and you know, it's, it's, and just keep your expectations small, mm-hmm. right? I, I love and see if it can grow. Um, I think, you know, the fact that we live in the same time zone that helps, you know, um, I mean, we work together, right? So we, we know each other's work schedules. And, and so that is something that's helpful. Like we have similar work schedules. Um, I think that that, right. So it's like, if, if I didn't work during the day and she did, you know, that might be hard mm-hmm. to, to um, get that support at the times when you need it. So I think kind of looking for somebody maybe in a similar situation. And I think another thing with Angela and I is like, we don't have the same goals necessarily. We have the same big picture goal of living our best life, as she said. But, you know, the individual things that we each struggle with are different um, from each other. And that's and that's okay. Um, oh gosh, I, I just appreciate so much about that. But I think you've definitely highlighted some really key points the two of you have in terms of starting small. You know, you don't have to go all in right away. If this is something that's new for you, start small um, with something that feels relatively safe, still might feel a little bit out of the comfort zone, but manageable. And then just see how it goes in general with that topic, but also with that person. And then, you know, you can just see how it unfolds and it might be fine. You might in that, in one circumstance, you might just need a limited amount of accountability and it doesn't always have to be as deep as the two of you are experiencing. Um, And I think it would, you know, be good to set a time frame on it, you know, like for the next three weeks, the next 21 days or the next month, let's just try this and see how it goes. So there's an exit plan. If, if it doesn't, you know, feel right or, or doesn't work out. Um, and I do want to circle back to what you said at the very beginning, Angela, about, about us sort of, if not having an exit plan. <laughs> and, and I agree with that because I think w- what we have found is we are able to change, right. We're able to sort of change the things that we are um, holding each other accountable for or witnessing for each other. Um, so we will just find something new to, to do together. Um, but yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, we did have exit plans in the beginning. You're, you're right. Yeah. Mia. We actually said for these three weeks, we will meet and we did make no promises for the future, but yes. it's kind of like dating. She's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then actually, I remember, Angela, you said you were, you got vulnerable with me towards the end. And you said, I really enjoyed this and I would love it if we could maybe find another class or activity Mm -hmm. together at some point. 
and kind of left it open. And then I ended up inviting you to the style group. And then we ended up, you know, it just went from there. So um, that was where you, you know, came forward with your vulnerability to um, ask me to keep it going. And, and we did. And I'm so glad we did. What a story to tell. I, I really, I have to just say it again, how much I have loved working with both of you and, and, and hearing today a little bit more of what's been going on behind the scenes, some of which I knew, but I didn't know all of it. And it's really so, so special what the two of you have created. And I can't thank you enough for being willing to share that today. And I hope that I know that this will inspire other people to consider the role of an accountability partner for them. And so I thank you so much, both of you, for sharing your story. And we're not ending either. Our work has no exit plan either. So we're going strong. I'm not going anywhere. Our work is going strong. And um, maybe we'll do another check-in. Maybe we'll have you back in a year. We'll do a check-in and see what, what that looks like at that point. But thank you so much for being here. And thank you, everyone, for listening today. I hope you loved this episode as much as I have enjoyed hearing Angela and Mia's story. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Bye, everyone. Hello, friends. It's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthy4lifebycarolperlman.com, You'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21-day habit formation course that is now available to you. They, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthyforlifebycarolperlman.com and you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences. But the general one is just the It's About Time, Time Management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date. And there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step by step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out. And I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.